Hello. Hello. How are you? Excellent. How are you? I'm good, Steph. I'm recording the intro to my podcast. Great. I've got food in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, look, I know you know what this podcast's about, so I don't have to do the big spiel intro, but you said you had an album when we were talking the other day. Do you want to finish yeah. your mouthful first? I've finished. I swallowed it real fast. <laughs> So what fantastic album have you got for me and Tim to disseminate? Well, fantastic is a word some people would use. Other people, potentially not. But my album has a story, and my album is Back in Black by ACDC. Right. Okay. well known. And um, so my first job when I was a wee little 15-year-old kid was as a roustabout on a shearing team sometimes. My brother is a shearer, and he took me with him, and we went to the shed, and it was in you know, nearly summer and it was quite warm. We only had one CD player and the CD that was stuck in it was a CDC Back in Black. So we listened to that for four days straight, continuously on repeat. <laughs> so I know every <laughs> every word of every song and every time I listen to it, it takes me right on back to that place. But spending time with wonderful people and my wonderful brother and my first job and I learned how to work really hard and have a great time. So you're working the shearing sheds, you're with your brother, he's showing you the ropes, you're making money for the first time, but Back in Black is stuck. Was the CD player in the car or? No, it was in the shed and it was some CD player that has survived since 1929, it seemed like, (laughs) but it was covered in thick dust and one tape player worked and one was stuck open and then it had the CD bit at the top and no one could get the CD player open and that was the album that was stuck in it. It didn't have the radio. We could we could get a tape in it in one side, but of course nobody had a tape back then. We all had CDs. We were willing to give it a go, but no, we couldn't get it open. So that was all the music we had to drown out all the noises of hand pieces and yelling at people <laughs> <laughs> and sheep bleating and dogs barking and motorbikes, you know, rearing around and all the fun things that come with living in the country. So all those wonderful sounds of a busy shearing shed complemented with the the dulcet tones of ACDC, <laughs> just adding to the yeah, ambience. And every time I listen to it, it brings me right on back to that place. And I know some of the songs aren't as much as my favourite as some of the others. But, yeah, it was still – it's got a lot of memories to it. Yeah, and I suppose uh, when you're stuck listening to that one album, like you do know the whole thing and you can tolerate, yeah. you know, maybe they're not all the songs are your favourite, but you can tolerate listening to the whole thing. You just put it on. Yeah, definitely. I still just will put on the album just for fun time. I mean, it's a classic. I'm sure I've listened to the whole thing before, but, yeah, like similar to you, would have heard it at, as, at school age for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Back in Black was the first one they did with Brian Johnson. Cool. So it was pretty big, like, in its time because they had a new lead singer and it was their first foray after changing the band up a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's the only history I know about it. The rest of it is just – Oh, that's okay. We'll we'll do our our due diligence and uh, hopefully we won't upset too many (laughs) people with that review. But yeah. Look, I understand some people like it and some people really don't. Really don't. No, that's awesome, Steph. That's really cool. Excellent. Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah, stay tuned and we'll have an episode of that before you know it. Wonderful. Thank you, Tom and Tim. <laughs> okay. See ya.
Hey, do you like albums? We like albums. This is 1980s album by ACDC, Back in Black. Hey, Tim. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, live and in person. Welcome to my, my play den. <laughs> My den of iniquity. Um, Tom's at my house. Tom lives a long way away from me, so it's nice to see him in the flesh for this one. Uh, uh, it, it's not exactly a den of iniquity. It, it's full of Lego and dinosaurs. Yes, I yeah. have children, but they're cool dinosaurs. We it, had a bit of a battle royale with Godzilla and King Kong earlier on tonight. I think they, they parted in good ways. They're parted friends. Yeah, they've got to live in the same house together, so they've got to sort out their details. Oh, together. okay. You've got to get past these things. You've got to look at the bigger picture. <laughs> And it is the, the festive season is dawning upon us as well, so you know peace and goodwill amongst all. Oh, and so was it a Christmas dinosaur story? That would be amazing. It will be now. <laughs> <laughs> and then Godzilla drags Santa's sleigh across the sky. All right, ACDC. No, no, no. Now, we are Australian, in case you hadn't (laughs) picked up on that. Might have picked up in the subtle nuances of our uh, speaking voices. Yes. ACDC is an institution. Yeah, I think they teach it in grade two onwards. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But what is your relationship, Tim, with ACDC? Steph mentioned that some people like it, some people don't. Everybody sort of has a grudging respect for ACDC in the country. But there's a respect. Absolutely, yeah. Like I, I must admit, I, up to this point, I've never listened to an entire ACDC album before. Uh, hard to avoid them; they're everywhere. Every mm-hmm. you know, red and white and blue blooded American out there is a, a no, no. That 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 tracks as well. Since, that, since that, Iron Man, that does since mean. Iron Man <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's very Australian way of life. You know, we're very proud of ACDC. They did go on to become one of the biggest bands. Ever. And uh, rightly so. They slotted upon a formula and did it their way. And, and yeah, I mean, you know, the rest is history. They've gone on to... And worked hard. Worked bloody hard. Worked hard. They never didn't spend like, you know, a year to two years touring off the back of every album they ever did. But they just just had that arena rock, fist-pumping, you know, formula to their music that everyone can get behind. They make us proud, you know. (laughs) As an Australian, I am proud of ACDC. But that in point, I still have never listened to a full ACDC album before, so this has been good. It doesn't just come issued at birth? Yeah, no, it does, but, you know. (laughs) This is true. Maybe your CD got stuck in uh, somebody else's. (laughs) Mine's in Steph's CD player. (laughs) So when I was quite young, Mm. I'm going to say like pre-teens, there was a tape I found somewhere floating around of, I don't know what the album, Who Made Who? Was that the album? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was floating around. I thought that was pretty cool. And then when I was in year 10, so about 16, there was a big comment room. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you would spend a lot of time in the common room at lunchtime because it was often raining (laughs) where I grew up. And as year 10s, we had control of the stereo in the common room. Yep. But not everybody had equal control of the stereo in the common room. (laughs) Was there one really big guy called O'Doyle and he was just like... (laughs) (laughs) No, but there was quite a few people who were sort of like the one thing everyone could agree on was ACDC and Razor's Edge had come out and I think there was a best of as well. There was one guy in particular, Daniel. Hey, Dan. He was a mad ACDC fan and he had all the tapes and CDs. It was just on all the time. Well, Razor's Edge was Thunderstruck, wasn't it? Was that that album? Yeah. 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 You could not turn on Rage and escape it any morning. Every morning you turn on it. It was like number one for half a year. It was 
Uh, yeah, but Daniel got way into it and and had some live albums and yeah. and some best selves and stuff. So we got the we got the gamut. We got not just the Razor's Edge. We of got course, the whole yeah. lot for basically my last year of <laughs> school at that place. Every uh, so day. I have I it turned me off a little. Yeah, totally it turned me off a little. But back in black, what an interesting story. What an interesting story. The album that saw the sad demise and departure of the amazing Bon Scott and uh, the amazing inclusion of Brian Johnson. Bon Scott passed away tragically, having too much fun over in Europe. Passed out in the back of a car and not to be working again, which was a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. Uh, Riding on the back of the success from Highway to Hell on their sixth album that uh, sort of saw them really starting to break some serious ground and get into the market a little bit. Especially that US market. Indeed, which yeah. is where they were really starting to crack the nut there. And I wonder how that worked, just as an aside. We're talking early 80s. We're talking it's certainly the start of the satanic panic in, in middle America. Yeah. But this is the album that launched ACDC into Stadium Arena oh, 100%. rock. Yeah, as soon as you hit the American markets, I think it's up to 50 million copies sold. Worldwide of this album, isn't like the yeah, it's, second, it's the highest, highest. No, it's the highest selling rock album yeah. ever. Amazing, yeah, yeah. It's quite amazing that we haven't really listened to it. I know, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty lame, on, lame on our behalf there. <laughs> Sorry, guys, <laughs> but we have now, damn it! And what an amazing thing! I'm like they discussed not going on, and um, friends and family and themselves thought otherwise, so they. They pushed on through. They were to start work on this album at the end of that tour that unfortunately Bon Scott didn't make it through. They persevered, kept it going, and brought out something that just absolutely catapulted them in. And a shocking level of determination. I think Bon's mother <laughs> and father were very keen for the young boys, Angus and Malcolm, to, to, to keep going. Absolutely. I think they'd... Done a little bit of recording in January for this album. Yeah, they laid down some demos. Yeah, yeah. of 1980. Yeah. Bon dies in March. Five months later, this album comes out. Yeah. Bon had basically already picked his replacement, from what I understand. A band he w- had been in had toured with Brian Johnson's band previously. Yeah, Geordie, was it? Yeah, Geordie, yeah. yep. And... They just went, if we're going to do it, let's do a tribute to Bon. Let's do it properly. Yep. Brian had all the conflicting emotions. Should I be doing this? They went to an island. <laughs> Jamaica, wasn't it? Some <laughs> tropical island somewhere to record it. Yeah, yeah. And five months later came out with the highest selling rock and roll album of all time. Yeah. Just crazy. With all that history and the story with Bon dying and stuff, put that aside for a second. What do we think of the album, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> She's a cracker. She's an ACDC album for sure. Yeah, there's some there's some good tracks on here. Still relevant. Made it into Iron Man. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, One could argue that Iron Man might have been a better song for, <laughs> for Iron, Iron Man. Man. But is that not a little bit too much? Little. Uh, it's not as cool. Not, it's just no, not as cool. No it's not as cool. A, not as fat a riff. The songs on this album are still played every day on the radio. They're still bloody played by almost every band out there. It does covers. They've stood the test of time ridiculously. You'll still get everyone singing at the top of their lungs every time that chorus kicks in. They're iconic. You know, everyone bloody knows them. For good or for worse, they're, uh, they are everywhere. Yeah, we made light of it being a national institution, but they really are. They really are. Some of these songs really are a national institution. The highlights are Back in Black, obviously. Yep. You Shook Me All Night Long. Hell's Bell's the, the intro track. Yep, Rock and Roll. Ain't and nice Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution, which doesn't have a star next to it on Apple, but I think that's wrong. 
because that is a great song. It is. The The rest of the album is basically sex songs. Mostly sex. <laughs> it's yeah. just mostly dick songs. Would you, would, you, would you like the dick or <laughs> how much for the dick or where can I find the dick? Yeah. Uh, 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 have you found my dick yet? Because <laughs> <laughs> after all this dick, I can't see it. So you get Hell's yeah. Bells, which is this, this amazing sort of uh, Bon Scott tribute spirit thing. I do really like how it starts the album too. Interestingly, mm. so after they recorded the album, the story goes M- Malcolm was like, I need a, I need a bell. Yeah. I need a bell. And he sent somebody to London to record like a big cathedral bell, but they were getting pigeon noises and all this weird stuff. So they had a bell commissioned and made to record their the, the ominous bell yep. for that, which is fantastic. And, uh, yeah, actually made to tune as well. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. okay. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Because they could go, well, we can this, – this, this is in G. We can get it. I don't know if it's in G. It would have been really unfortunate if it came in like a, you know, the, the C sharp or something. It's just like, <laughs> oh, shit. It's just like, ah, damn. There's <laughs> no, no pitch correction in the 80s. No, no, no. If it's on tape, it's on tape. <laughs> Can you imagine that, though? T-Pain comes in. The bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dong. <laughs> I can't do it. You did that way better than I did. <laughs> A tea pain bell for Absolutely. the start of Hell's Bells. They'd be wrong. Very, very But wrong. luckily, he wasn't there. <laughs> Hadn't been born yet. <laughs> Hadn't been born yet, so. Yeah, but then the, the filler tracks are Shoot to Thrill, What You Do for the Money, Honey, <laughs> Give the Dog a Bone, or, or Given the Dog a Bone, which is both shockingly derogatory and just out and out. It's just about a blowjob. Depending on the way that you emphasise it, it can be like pre or past tense. (laughs) (laughs) But that song is just about a blowjob. 100%. Yeah. Let me put my love Let me put, which is. Actually, one of the better songs on the album yeah. actually is Let Me Put My Love Into You, Babe. <laughs> uh, have a drink on me, shake a leg. Mm. Unfortunately, they do feel a little bit like filler. There, yeah, there's definitely a little bit of that action going on. With this but album. it finishes with Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution. Fantastic. Which is about as jailbreak, cool, long way to the top mm. as yep. you get on this album. Yeah. Which is rad. That's a great track. Got any standouts? Um. I do really like the way Hell's Bell sets it up. Yeah. It's it's poignant and it's different to a lot of ACDC songs and it does bring you that sombre overtone of what's transpired and then they pick themselves up and it builds in its intensity a little bit, still trudges along and introduces you to Brian Johnson and his, his range and really kicking it hard and giving it everything he's got, which he was forced to do in the studio. They would accept no substitute. They never wanted anyone to come in and do the next ACDC album and be lacking at all or not giving it absolutely everything that Bond used to give. I just think, yeah, it's just it's just such a good track with such good textures to it. It doesn't even set up the mood of the album per se. It just brings it in really, really sweet. <laughs> 
Yeah, bold move. If Mariah Carey was making a tribute to her fallen comrade, we know exactly what that would sound like. <laughs> this is like, this is a bold, honest mix of feelings encapsulated in one song. And it's dark and it's mm. hopeful and it's driving and it's angry and it's, yep. there's a lot to it. I can imagine them just going, no, nah, we've got to go. We've got to go for it. Yep. It's that or stop. Yeah. Yeah. And they went big. They did. There's four standout tracks on this album. They're, they're all equally huge in their own ways. The intro guitar riff to You Shook Me All Night Long, it's as iconic as anything you could possibly, you know. I've got to say, I think uh, You Shook Me All Night Long is the cheekiest track on the album. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's not as crass and vulgar. It's <laughs> given given the dog a bone. <laughs> it's a, it's about having a good having a great night. Absolutely, I think that it does it way better yeah. than some of the other songs on the album. Really cheeky and fun. Absolutely, and a great riff. And storytelling, which is is the one thing that Bon had a lot of. Of course he did, yeah. 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 I just yeah, I'm I'm so proud of what Brian achieved on this album. Because mm. like it's 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 got the jovial cheekiness of ACDC as well, and he can strip it back and, and be bluesy when it needs to be, or he can tell the you know, the <laughs> some of the yeah, subject matters we talked about is a bit lackluster, but some of the other stories he's got to say is worth listening to. I've seen a video I couldn't find it, but I have seen a video of You Shook Me All Night Long, which was really cool. It was it was really cheeky. It's Brian in his in his little peaky cap and he's he's got some milk for some reason. Like he's taking some milk around milk, home to milkshakes. Uh, uh, boy, uh, Brian's milkshake brings himself to this <laughs> lady's house, goes upstairs, <laughs> and all of a sudden she's on a bar bucking bronco. The whole room sort of expands. It's a weird, funny little story of a video as well that yeah, right. goes, and and that's probably why I feel that that song in particular has a story arc. Most of the other ones don't really. No. And that brings me on to Back in Black. Mm. Now, Back in Black, it's pretty damn cool. That opening riff doesn't get doesn't get a lot tougher. Like, it's really nah. cool. But the second verse, lyrically, is bad rap. He's, he's scatting, man. He's, he's scatting. scatting. He's bringing it, bringing some fire. <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't know if he ran out of words or they just had a thesaurus or a rhyming dictionary. The second verse of Back in Black is is forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a great song. It's a great song. I love it. I love it. I love it. But the, the lyrics are cheese. It's just like, we're well, yeah. <laughs> in the back and I'm hitting the track and I did Looking back. It's like Blondie I've had some leftover lyrics. exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> it's riding on the coattails of Blondie and her amazing breakdown in the middle. <laughs> oh, God. You can't get past the guitar. Oh, that that riff is just to die for. It's got that sort of it's jagged and it's got that rhythmic pulse to it, and then it flicks off that 
nice little bluesy lick rundown to it, and it's just it's you know, I've I've heard a million guitarists butcher it before, but like if you nail it, it's just mint. It's just driving Phil Rudd and the drums just hitting that backbeat, and the choruses just go. You know, mm. it's such a huge chorus to sing and play, and it really is. It, it brings so much to it in their simplicity. Of the way they write songs, they have moments like that where they have this power to what they do and really, whether fallen upon by accident or just really bloody well thought out segues and sections leading parts of songs to other parts of songs and stuff like that and and the builds and the ebbs and flows of the verses to the choruses and they're just really bloody clever songwriters. This is not the debut album or the good third album. This is the seventh album. Totally. They've they've honed skills. Absolutely. And ACDC have never been afraid to let things breathe, mm-hmm. leave some air yeah. between each strum of the guitar, each hit of the power chord. Yeah, they do. They they have a real, not a staccato kind of a, a approach to the way they do things, but they are very, like, so many of their riffs are so rhythm-based. Groovy. Yeah. Got those little stabs in it, and they always hark back to a sort of a, a big blues rock kind of influence, and especially their earlier years. And then they sort of get that, and they encapsulate it into a fist-pumping arena rock kind of thing, but just done real clever. You'll hear an ACDC song now that they released bloody two months ago. It's unmistakably ACDC. Every ACDC song you hear is unmistakably them. Who's singing on it? Who's singing on it? Yeah. Still Brian. Hang on. What? Okay. Didn't they get rid of him for like five minutes? Oh, his ears blew up. Oh, was that what happened? Yeah, he had to pull out of a tour. Well, had to cancel a tour because his ears blew up. I thought he didn't know anything about it. He didn't know he was on tour? No, he didn't know that he'd been replaced by Axel. No. Did that happen? I don't know. I hope that. Oh, no, I think it did happen. Yeah, I think I vaguely remember that. So Brian's back with the band? Yeah, man. They cut a new video and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, real close angle stuff. (laughs) Axel was never going to stay in the band. He shouldn't be in any band. He's not bad. Mm. Makes uh, me angry. Does he? Yeah. Well, okay, well, let's explore that for a bit. Oh. Why does Why does Axel make you angry? Uh, I loved Guns N' Roses at their time. Yeah. But as it went along and the shit show got, you know. Shitter. Shitter. I hey, heard just, Guns N' Roses' new song the other day too. Have they got a new one? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Oh, there hasn't been enough time. They could have not. There wasn't 13 years. How did they... Come up with another song. How did Axel write anything else? Don't he joined ACDC, found out you can write shit in five months. <laughs> well, he wrote shit. <laughs> that is for sure. It's funny. It's like one verse, but he sings it three times. I'm not even kidding, mate. Look it up. It's terrible. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, That's artistic terrible. wank. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. I don't, no, I don't want to get into it. Okay. It makes me, it makes me emotional. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> Back to back in black. Back to back to black. Most of the videos you can find for this is just them in. It looks like the back room of a bar somewhere, yeah. just playing all the songs. That's a bunch of ACDC videos like that. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, they don't, yeah. They don't muck around. It's nah, like, yeah, it's just we're, we're in a pub. Yep, yep. We're, we're playing. There's not a lot to talk about. Angus is in his schoolboy outfit. Yep. Um, here's a reason why I think maybe there is so much air between notes in their riffs is because that Gretsch guitar is so goddamn big on... <laughs> it takes him like three seconds to get from one end to the other. How big is Malcolm? How small is How Malcolm? How small is Malcolm? He's, he's, a, he's, he's a tiny. They're like it, it starts somewhere just above his knees and finishes just below his <laughs> neck. That's the body of it. And then he's got to reach... Hold on, let me find it. Wait, hold on. Yeah, he's a small person. He's a small person, but he is the bloody sound of ACDC, you know. I mean, it wouldn't sound like it without him. 
No. And no, that no, no. gigantic Gretsch. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that Angus's SGs. Yeah. Uh, basically, he got a new one. This was the story going around. And I heard this from Daniel. Mm-hmm. He got a new one every night on tour because he would sweat that much <laughs> that they were rot out under the pickups. It wouldn't surprise me. I remember seeing early footage of Angus just doing his thing back in the old sweaty club days and stuff. And every time he banged his head, at least half a litre of water would come out. <laughs> And it it just didn't stop. Bang, bang, bang. Water. Oh, it was unbelievable how much how hard that boy works. And even the video that we just saw, then he's definitely up there in age. Like what the new one? Well, he's still yeah, he's pushing seventy. He's on. gotta be getting close. Hang on, but he's still giving it the good old Angus Angus treatment. I need to know how old they are. Angus Young. Don't you love it when they don't? It doesn't actually tell you the age. It gives you the year, and you have to do the math. Oh, math is so hard, man. <laughs> If my math is correct. <laughs> you got a lot of smart people. At the people turn of the century, it was, no, that can't be right. <laughs> Hang on. That is right. What year, boss? 1955. Okay. So in the year 2000, he so was 45. 45. So he's 67. We're both shitting. No, no, 66. 66. 66. It's still impressive. All right, we're going to edit out some of that. So <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> One more six and he is the devil. 66. <laughs> yeah. 66 and. Still Angusing. Still Angusing. He's weathered it a bit better than Iggy Pop. Someone, yeah, posted a picture of uh, the weirdest thing you ever see is Iggy Pop and he's wearing, like, full clothing. What? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it before. It'd be like wearing two suits. Yeah, he had a suit on. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he is a suit. skin suit and the rest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, right. So on to the rules of this game that we play. Let's go with favourite track. Tim. Hell's Bells. I I really dig it. Close is uh shook me all night long just because, you know, it's it's the yeah, it's that track. But yeah, no, I just I, I like Hell's Bells. That's for me, that's my standout track. A little bit different, dawning of a new age kind of thing. I don't know, it's just it just has this premise to what's going to happen. And yeah, I I just, I just love it. It's got that texture to it and yeah, it's a great new beginning. Huh. Well, now that you say that, because I was going to pick You Shouldn't Me All Night Long, mm. but I feel quite shallow now. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> no, but you're right. It is a little bit different on this album. Yeah. It's the opening track. It sets a tone that maybe doesn't follow through everything, but is is of the album. Yeah. Yeah, I have to agree. I think Hell's Bells has to be the standout track. Although it's the album's not called Hell's Bells, it's called Back in Black. But. I also like the way that Back in Black is... The first song on the B side of the original cassette. Like, yeah, right. Okay. So they don't lead with it, you know. They sort of let you stew and, and build and go on a bit of a journey before they. So if you put your, your cassette in wrong. On the wrong way, yeah. Yeah. You start off with Back in Black. Which is like, so they just made it a no-brainer. It's also a good way to start listening to side B. Yeah, or listen. <laughs> now, but- for the people that don't know what side B means, <laughs> means we're really old. <laughs> You would have got that in one half of Steph's radio, but not the other. <laughs> but nobody had that. It's okay. They had the CD, so that was good. CDs, by the way, kids, used to be how we'd get music. Yes, yeah, so they'd have like multiple songs, sometimes lasting longer than two minutes and 30 seconds. Mm. And they'd tell a, tell, tell a story. They'd take you on a journey. Some of them. Some of them would just Some be about getting blowjobs. Mostly. <laughs> At least half of them. <laughs> Hell's Bells is the standout track on the album, and it's a good track. The elements are the best. Yeah. The lyrics are better than Back in Black. The riffs are just as good. 
the atmospheric of the bell. Yep. The atmosphere. As atmospherics, atmospheric, the 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 atmosphericalation. Yes, the atmosphericalation of the of the big bell. Eosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The just that that cinematic quality. It has a cinematic quality that had Back in Black never been used for Iron Man. Back in Black wouldn't have. You know, yeah. <laughs> like there is a there's a real like you say it sets a tone and whatever note that is that tone might be an E. Boom. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. But honourable mentions, honourable mentions go to You Shoot Me All Night Long. Yeah. yeah. Back in black. And back in black. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, probably the underrated song on the album. The rest of them. No, no, no. I was, <laughs> was going <laughs> to some of them deserve to be underrated, but uh, rock and roll ain't noise pollution. What? That's an anthem. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, take the five singles off this one. and Imagine if Twisted Sister had come out with Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution after the rest of their songs. Yeah. But isn't that interesting? I'd say this album has aged a lot better mm. than pretty much anything else from the 80s. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, what I mean. You can still whack it on today. And it's just it's just ACDC doing their thing. Yeah. And it just yeah, and and you you'll have as many fans these days as you did of the old you know the old days. You know, it's just oh, probably yeah, more, probably more so. There's just more people on the planet. Well, they just affect more people. This is true. Yeah, so ACDC just wins by sheer default. Yeah, by default. <laughs> <laughs> and that would often be it. This is what I was saying at the start about the common room. Yep, ACDC was the default. Music that we listened to because no one else could agree. I wanted to listen to some weird heavy metal stuff. I was probably into Ministry. I think Psalm 69 had come out. You know, the girls would want to listen to whatever was on the top 40. It was probably Hits of the Summer. Bloody hell. You know. 93, and and this was the one thing that could go on and everybody would just go, yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah. 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 I got sick of it, but I was kind of a pretentious little dick <laughs> <laughs> who thought I knew more stuff Sounds about great. everything, but I wasn't. I didn't. Yeah. Um, everyone was right. ACDC was better than me. <laughs> cool. All right. So least favourite song on the album. Uh, and it can't be given a dog a bone because that's actually funny. That's just hilarious. Yeah. It's nah. wrong. It's, it's it's wrong, but I do I do sincerely like the tongue and cheekedness of it. Um, <laughs> you like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. Oh, if I was to pick one, I kind of think like shoot the thrill didn't really do anything or go anywhere. It just kind of trudged along, and did its thing. Shoot the thrills a bit, a little bit filler. Mm. It's hard, like there's not a a bad song on there. There's just like four or five really good ones, and the rest are kind of median. Let me put my love into you, babe. <laughs> Let me cut your cake with my knife. A uh, few connotations there, <laughs> but it's nice though. Like, 
He could be a little bit more blunt in his delivery, but I think that's pretty. That's kind of nice. Shake a leg is a ACDC song. End yeah. of story. That's it. Thanks for coming. Yep. It, it is all filler. It's kind of killer. Who cares? Yep. Like, did they need it on the album? It's, it's just like two or they three. Went, Let's have ten songs so we can tour it. Kind of, like, yeah. yeah. It's just it's just like, let's just get I'm it. sure it's somebody's favourite song, but it's just not mine. It's just a bunch of other ACDC songs sort of glued together. Yeah, okay. But without the cool parts. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, mine is Shake a Leg. Shake a Leg. It's a good name, Shake a Leg. It's kind of like, all right, up and at them. It's get, not. Get it, that tenth song. It's not as overtly shocking <laughs> as some of the other stuff or as driven and, and cool as the standout tracks on the album. For sure. Right. Tim, the big question is Back in Black. Going to stay on your listening device of choice. I think as my very first ACDC full album, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll keep her in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I don't know if I'll keep the whole album. Yeah, I was going to say that. I didn't know there was an option. I'd like to have a compendium of ACDC <laughs> songs. I'd like a greatest There's hits. There's lots of compendiums and greatest hits and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I just find, yeah, the filler on ACDC albums to be quite filler you know it's kind of the reason i i'd never get through a whole album because like you know you'd have your standouts and and then the other ones just sort of sounded like another thing and that kind of jaded me a little bit to acdc in the first place you know because i loved albums i love the concept of an album i always listen to an album from start to finish mm-hmm. and i'd sort of get like two or three tracks in and it's just like ah. yeah this is this this album has enough highlights to keep you listening yeah well you get halfway through and then all the jam comes in it's yeah like, yeah wow yeah, because Back in Black isn't track six or track eight five. or something. Five. Six. Sorry. Six. Yeah. yeah. It's clever in that way. I, I don't know. Every now and then I like to go, huh, you know what? I've heard Back in Black a billion times now. What else do they do? Totally. And, and it's it's interesting when you do listen to some of them and you, you cotton on to the lyrics. You're just like, what? What? <laughs> they toured stadiums with this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just see like sixty thousand kids all singing along. <laughs> Did you ever see the video where the whole lot of Rosie? Yeah, yeah, with the giant inflatable. It's Rosie. a giant inflatable tattooed lady. That's a crack. Lying song. On We'd come down as this whole lot of Rosie, and she's she's a she's a buxom lady. She is. There's a, buxom a whole lady. lot of her that fills That's, the whole stage. That, well, and yeah, <laughs> it's it's a band that sort of like I think once this album came out, they went stadium. They stayed they there. They stayed there and they that did it, it so well. Like they can do stadium rock like no one else. No, no. And I, I, like when you're touring this album and, you, and you're playing stadiums and you've got seven albums under your belt, mm. you don't have to play the filler. Nope, it's all killer. Mm, mm. God, could you imagine? Like, I've never looked at one, but if you looked at an ACDC set list, you'd know every single song and you could probably sing the lyrics to all of them. Yeah. 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 They're, like they're that, a, they're, that plus about 100,000 watts and lots of lights to blow your face off. The Rolling Stones releases a new album. Nobody cares about any of it. They just want to hear the hits when they're on tour. Absolutely. But ACDC keep writing them every now and then. What was the last big ACDC song? Was it Thunderstruck? That's a long time ago. <laughs> that, was a, that was a long time ago. But Even by then that had, that had nine albums or something like that. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. What's up? They have one with Arnold Schwarzenegger dressed as Angus Young in the film clip. Oh, for Last Action Hero. Was that for Last Action yeah. Hero? I, th- I think so. 
That wasn't a bad song. When did For Those About to Rock come out? Uh, that was 81, next album. Oh, well, there you go. That was a they, – jeez, they followed it up with a decent album. That was a cracker and then Fly on the Wall, 1995, Razor's Edge, 90, Ball Breaker. That Ball Breaker tour was huge. Yeah. Stiff Upper Lip. Uh, 2000, yeah, that's a bit bleh. And then, yeah, Black Ice. Black Ice wasn't in a small tour either, I don't yeah, think. 2008, then 2014, Rock or Bust, and then the new one, 2020, Power Up. Can't say I've listened to much of it. Oh, Shot in the Dark. Yeah. Heard Shot in the Dark. Yep. So that was last year. Okay. Well, there you go. So, still kicking. Still kicking. Loving kicking. Okay. Well, I think we're going to take a little break. We are. We're going to probably take January off. Tis the festive and holiday time. And you have a lot of gigs on, Tim. There's much work to be done. <clears throat> many, many things to do. When you are in the three most sought-after bands in town, <laughs> that does not leave you a lot of time through December and January. No, it is it uh, is the make hay time of the year. <clears throat> you know, and it's good and... And it's hot. Man, yeah, it's hot cool. over here to record podcasts. So least, leave us alone, all right? Whole 24 degrees, man. It's just unbearable over here. Dude, it was 30 at my place. It's the Albany <laughs> summer, man. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be back in February with season two of albums. Hey, if you've been listening to us and uh, have liked our gear, thanks very much. We've done very little in the way of publicity or anything like that, but there's more than one of you out there, which is quite incredible. That is good. Yeah, so a very hearty holiday, happy holidays from me. And Tim, did you want to say anything to the fan? And me as well. (laughs) And me as well. Nah, take care of yourselves. Be good. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the new year. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. All right, bye. Bye. It's just a rock and roll.